Welcome into the For the Throne Dynasty podcast, starring your defending champion, Cascade Bear, Stirk Daddy, Justin STP6, Andy Pollock, Randy Santarelli, D. Slackey, the debut of House Deets, Candle Still Lit, Little Slads, WGL 1035, Prince Palmer 17, Lefty 79, and Bucks in 6. Welcome into the For the Throne Dynasty podcast. We are today going to be previewing week nine and wrapping up week number eight. Joined again by Justin. Justin, we are, let's see, a little more than halfway done of the season. What are your overall thoughts right now on NFL and then the For the Throne League? Um, NFL, it seems that there are three clear leaders for like the best team in the NFL between Bills, Eagles, and Chiefs. Um, the Chiefs are in another a tier below, but still, like those are the top three teams for sure. Um, a lot of contenders, a lot of teams, both in our league and in the NFL, hovering around 500. And it's going to be interesting to see who makes that extra leap. Uh, the trade deadline definitely shook some stuff up. A little slads is still in last place in our league, but he's only two games back. Of being in the playoffs, just shows you parity. Our 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 league is pretty even. It seems like. So today we are going to first start by getting into the week eight cookies. Justin and I are going to talk about the Thursday night matchup. Well, there's really not much to talk about as it is the Texans and the Eagles. I believe the. Eagles were what, like ten and a half point favorites, if not more, something like that. Have you been listening to Pardon My Take recently? I have not. I've been so okay. behind on podcasts in, in general. Um, I was going to say, "Set." Uh, that is uh, Batgirl's favorite saying. Uh, it's apparently, it's something Philly that, that they do. So now, Big Cat just says it all the time. Anytime he's talking about anything related to Philadelphia, okay. and he yells it just like that. Let's play guess the spread on two games. First, the Thursday game. What do you think the spread is? Texans are at home. Eagles plus 12 and a half. 13 and a half. Okay. And then we think Packers Lions spread is Lions are at home. Packers plus 2.5. Three and a half. Packers are favorited. I wouldn't give them that many points. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Justin, break us down with the Week 8 cookies. All right, so we had a lot of teams um, get two. We had Little Slads, Cascade, Andy, and Randy, uh, after a mistake that was found. But um, So we had four, four teams with two cookies apiece. Um, there were also yeah. two ties, and some, something, something that I found pretty interesting – uh, Isaiah Simmons somehow has defensive back flexibility and yes, he's a normally a linebacker did not know this. Um, but he, with his flexibility, he graded out as the top uh, DB this year, this week 
So we got a cookie for that, even though he's in the linebacker tab. Um, and then we had an IDP flex tie at 16 and a half with uh, Malcolm Rodriguez and Trey Edmonds. Uh, I believe Malcolm Rodriguez uh, created a turnover. Um, and then Miles Jack versus Micah Parsons. So, no, no. Miles Garrett versus Michael Micah Parsons with a D-line spot. Once again, we're, we have four linebackers that got cookies this week, but then Micah Parsons is a D-line eligibility. Uh, Miles Garrett had a, one and a half sacks and two tackles. Uh, we gave it to Micah Parsons because he scored a defensive touchdown, which is pretty, pretty difficult to do. Uh, we had a really, really good performance, though. We had a lot of our offensive players really um, pop off this week. 368.96. That is the second highest score of the year. We're still a ways off of our week two score, but it's also 368.96 is the um, fourth highest total ever. There was two scores last week that beat it, that last year that beat it. Um, we were led really heavily by uh, three guys in the 40s. Nope, two. My math's wonderful right now. Uh, with uh, Kamara and McCaffrey. Uh, if we look at the, the player cookies tab, we got Josh Allen uh, leading the way at QB spot with two. Uh, Josh Jacobs and Austin Eckler with three apiece. Saquon, Aaron Jones, and King Henry with two apiece. Uh, at wide receiver, it is the LSU boys, Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase, RIP, um, with three apiece. And then Stefan Diggs and Tyreek Hill with two. At tight ends, we got a two-way tie with Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews at two. Kickers. Um, for a while, we were going a different kicker every week, but now we're starting to get seeing a couple of the same. So Ryan Suckup, Justin Tucker, and Nick Folk, who won, won it this week, each have two cookies. At the D-line spot, there's not nearly as many um, based off of a lot of the linebackers that um, have D-line eligibility. Uh, Max Crosby has two. Everybody else has like one, and Nick Bosa has 0.5. Uh, at the linebacker spot, Micah Parsons leads the way at two and a half cookies with Devin White and Roquan Smith trailing with two. Roquan on a different team. We'll see how that affects his fantasy ability. And then at the IDP's defensive back spot, we have Harrison Smith and Javon Holland with two apiece. Go look at the team totals. Um, we have a tie at the top, folks. D. Slatky had a commanding lead for quite some time with cookies. Uh, team Get Burled Bitches has really come back, and they are both tied at 14 uh, now. At, in third place, we have Outdoor Furnishings with 12 and a half. In fourth, Ice McCaffrey and Team Candle still lit. I believe we're at the sixth spot now. Yep. Uh, team Tactical Tanking Allowed with nine cookies. Uh, whole World in His Hands. Peacock Power and Justin Loves My Team Name are all in a seventh seventh place tie with six cookies. In tenth, we have Team Little Slads with five. In eleventh is Casey and the Sunshine Band with three and a half. And bringing up the rear, we have Time to Play the Game with three cookies for their entire team. So some of those teams towards the back are going to have to start picking it up if they want to start getting some more fab. Uh, I just saw you updated all of our fabs and our newsletters in our mailboxes. I enjoyed it. Um, but uh, let's start talking about what happened this past week. 
damn, I'm sorry, this is random, but did you know that next week it's going to be dark out at 445 because of daylight savings? Gotta love it. Oh, my God. That's a joke. We get to go to school and it's dark, and we get to leave school and it's dark. Don't you love it? Uh, no, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> All right, so let's take a look at week eight's matchups. Starting it off, we had whole world in his hands versus the epitome of brutality. The epitome of brutality won this matchup 192.7 to 133.4. That is a 69 nice. Oh, no, I can't do math. Is a 59.3 point victory for Will, who moves to four and four. And I, with a loss, have lost five in a row and am now two and six. Okay, I have a team up. I have an episode name for us already. Math is hard. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> On my side, I had 35.1 from Burnt Fiend. We had a disappointing two points from Bray Wyatt and 10 from Liv. 13.5 from Swamp Rat, 18.3 from Mercy the Buzzard, 16.6 from Huskus, negative 2, disgusting, from Windham Rotundum, Rotunda. Uh, Ask D. Slagkey how he feels about Evan McPherson, who cost him his matchup in the Goons Milwaukee League. And he yeah, was also 7-0 uh, coming into the week. Man, he's having a good year fantasy-wise. Yeah. On uh, the epitome of brutality side, he had <laughs> 2022 MVP uh, Dak Prescott with 29.4. It's been a while since we saw him in the starting lineup. Shake, shake, shake something, 17 and a half. I'm your boogeyman with 20.7. Yeah, about 12 from both Catches Anything and Pride of Detroit Lakes. 12.9 from Comfortably Numb, and 22 from Bourbon Myers. The IDPs, he got 12 out of, is it Rashawn Evans, I believe? Yep, he was the guy that got burned on that Hail Mary to DJ Moore. Mm, linebacker. 16 from Get Down Tonight, Eyes Emoji, and 13.5 from Got Kicked in the Dick, which I wrote <laughs> about in the newsletter. Again, after this matchup, I am now 2-6. and six. And Will is four and four. Second matchup of the week came between time to play the game and get burrowed bitches. Get burrowed bitches won this matchup 196.4 to 178.4. An 18 point victory for Andy, who is now five and three in second or third place. Lefty has lost two in a row and is now four and four. On the side note, Andy has now won four in a row after starting one and three. On lefty side, he had 23 from Gin Rummy, 14 out of Snakes and Ladders, 12 out of Yahtzee, 18.8 from Perfection, 30.6 out of Outburst. He also got 13.5 from Zertz and 13.8 from Risk, 11 from his kicker, the Psycho Killer, 13 out of World Series Board Game, IDP. Who and he, he, he dropped him. Yep, and that was, again, one of his Thursday night football heroes on Amazon. Fo uh, food fight with 11 points. On Get Burrow Bitch's side, she had 17.4 from Joe Burrow, which honestly, going into the second half, he had single digits. He was looking real bad. Bengals couldn't get anything going. 
14.8 out of Leonard Fournette and 35.8 out of Derrick Henry, who's currently questionable. I did not even know he was injured. Really? Okay, interesting. Questionable. Maybe he just missed practice for rest. But 34.9 from DeAndre Hopkins, 15.8 from Roy, 14.3 from DeAndre Swift, 22.9 from Cooper Cup. Swift and Cup are both questionable. So just three players that are questionable in this upcoming week. Key players, too. Derrick Henry, um, it was a limited practice today. He has a foot injury. Uh, they don't know anything yet, but he's most likely playing. Good. Good to hear. She also got 10 out of Ryan Suckup. Uh, all three of her like positional IDP players scored two or less, but then she got 16 and a half from is it Tremaine Edmonds? Yes. All right. So after this matchup, then Andy again is my phone is glitching. Andy is five and three, and Lefty is four and four. Next matchup was between Team D Sladke and Peacock Power. Man, did this game give me some entertainment just due to D Sladke's anger? <laughs> I gotta hear about this because I didn't hear anything about how he's been angry this week. All right, I will uh, I'll read the combo in a second. Uh, this matchup ended 144.2 currently to 141.2. So that is a three-point victory for Justin, who is now on a two-game win streak in four and four. D Slaggy drops to five and three, but still narrowly is hanging on to a bye. All right, let me go ahead and open up the conversation between me and D Slaggy, where he was just absolutely Livid. Uh, so I first I texted him at 8.30 in the morning on Monday. I said, better luck next week. This was Monday morning before the game, obviously. Justin's getting the W. He said, laugh my ass off wrong. He's taking the L this week. <laughs> he texts me at 7.45. Amari threw a pick. LMAO minus two. He says, bro. I told you. I He's like, I told you. I'm beating Justin. I said, long touchdown is 10 to 15 points. Justin has a chance. <laughs> Justin said, bro, I'm going to lose in the Thrones. What the fuck? Unreal. I said, stop it. They're not going to pass anymore. And then Amari Cooper had that long catch. Danny texted me, fucking bullshit. This is terrible. What a joke. I am not making the playoffs in Thrones. It's going to be a top three pick. Or my pick is not going to be top three, but it's going to be middle of the pack. I'm going to end up missing the playoffs by a game, if not two. <laughs> I mean, he's still the second overall seed. Yeah. So, that is funny, though. I went to look back and see if the P.J. Walker, Andy Dalton trade actually would have helped him or not, and it didn't. He actually would have had three last with P.J. Walker. So that's interesting to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he was the number one overall seed until like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I, think he's, I think he's pretty – unless something crazy happens, he's probably going to make the playoffs. So let's go through his starting lineup from last week. He had 21 out of Andy Dalton, 15 point. Nice guy, by the way. Yeah, he's a very nice guy. 15.2 out of Saquon Barkley, 22.8 out of Stephon Diggs. Whoa, 1.2 out of Devontae Adams, who got hurt. 
Damian Harris is also questionable. Uh, Tyler Higby only gone three and a half. That's disappointing. Devonte Adams was wasn't supposed to play because he was really sick. Played, and then I think he had to leave early because he was still sick. They had one catch and five targets for three yards, and they had one mm-hmm. carry for negative one yards. Yeah, I, I think I think it was the case of he tried to play and it did not work. So he got fourteen point four out of Mac Hollins, and then in his last game on D Slacky's roster, uh, Sammy Watkins with one point three, one catch for three yards. How do you feel about Sammy Watkins? He's been an extreme disappointment. He did go though get twenty one points out of Nick Folk, very impressive. Fifteen and a half from Tyron Matthew. On your side, you had 30.6 from Kyle or COD cheat code. Uh, I'm telling you, man, Jonathan Taylor has just been so disappointing, and the Colts suck. He is not right now the running back 33 on the year. Last year, he was the running back one. Thoughts? Yeah, Jonathan Taylor, the Colts, the Colts suck. Their offensive line is a steaming pile of garbage. Um, and Jonathan Taylor sprained his ankle or twisted his ankle like three weeks ago, tried to play through it. Then he had to go, then he had to get, um, take a game off and then he re-injured it this past weekend. I, it's sad, but I think next, it's a pretty much a lost year for him. And then you also had Darnell Anderson who, oh my gosh, he only had four carries scored five points for you. Yeah, he also apparently he had an injury going into the week, or he was really sick. So that that's why they had that Ronnie Rivers guy that was supposed to start. Guess, <laughs> guess where he was? He used to be in the XFL, baby. Oh, I didn't know that. Speaking of the XFL, welcome back. Take uh, taking a look at your wideouts. We had ten point two from Young Buck, twenty two point one from Amari Cooper, who clinched you the victory. Twelve point eight from Goosehead Gasick. Um, other performances, 13 from Javon Holland and 13 from Justin Simmons. So again, no, best name ever. Yeah. Oh, definitely <laughs> nicknames. So after this matchup, you are now four and four. You are in the seventh spot right now. And D Slads is in the two. Next matchup was between Cascade Bear Outdoor Furnishings and Team Little Slads. Team Little Slads with a demanding victory of 197.9. 164.4. So that is a 33.5 point victory for Little Slads, who finally gets back on the win column, but he is still in last place at two and six. Cascade Bears lost three in a row and is now four and four. On Cascade side, you get 36.4 from Bird Feeder, uh, 14.5 from Wind Chimes, 17.5 from Horseshoe Fit, 12.1 from Donovan Peoples Jones, no nickname. 19.7 from Giant Sombrero and Shades. 14 from Welcome Back, Buddy. Another 14 from 2021 Unanimous Defense Player of the Year. On Little Slad side, he had 20.6 from Vada Baby. 42.8 from Alvin Kamara. 21.3 from Ramondre Stevenson. 13.9 from T. Higgins. 17.5 from Garrett Wilson. Great game for him, finally. 10.3 from Devin Singletary in his last game on the roster. 25.2 from Travis Etienne. Three from Brandon McManus in his last game on Little Slats roster. 16.5 from Malcolm Rodriguez. You love, love Malcolm Rodriguez? Rodrigo! 
You got a cookie. Yep. Little Slash is now two and six. Cascade Bears four and four. Next matchup was between the Prince who was Pitts. I don't understand that nickname still. Do you? I don't either. I mean, is he trying to, I, I don't know if he's trying to say like the Prince who was promised, maybe. Maybe. But it still doesn't make sense. I like the other team being better. <laughs> Me too. So the Prince who was Pitts took on Tactical Tanking Allowed. Tactical Tanking Allowed won this matchup 205 to 153.2. Uh, a second place consideration for team of the week. I had to give it to Little Slads just because of the fact that he almost put up 200 after disappointing all season. Uh, Tactical Tanking Allowed won this matchup by about 52 points. Uh, Tactical Tanking Allowed has now won two in a row and is four and four back in the playoffs. And then uh, Prince Palmer has lost two in a row, is now three and five in 10th place. On Prince Palmer's side, he had 25.8 from Miss Jackson's is for something. 27.5 from Gimme More. 19 from Barbecue Pits. 12.9 from Let's Ride. 11 from Best Kicker in the League. And League is spelled wrong. <laughs> On Randy's side, he had 27.4 from Kirk Cousins. 25.4 from Nick Chubb, who has looked incredible. He is currently, and he's not a pass-catching guy. He's the running back three. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. He's been phenomenal. Uh, 25.1 from Delvin Cook. 39.6 from A.J. Brown. 18.3 from Mike Evans. 13.4 from Dalton Schultz. 11.2 from Kareem Hunt. Disappointing 1.6 from Hunter Renfro. Uh, zero points from Daniel Carlson as the Raiders scored zero. 17 from Fred Warner and 15 from Harrison Smith. So after this matchup, Randy moves to four and four back in the playoff hunt. Prince Palmer is now three and five in 10th place. The last matchup of the week came between Team Candle Still Lit and Ice McCaffrey. Ice McCaffrey won this matchup 224.4 to 143.1. So that is about a 81-point victory for Ice McCaffrey, who, again, 225. That is close to a career high. Uh, Stirk Daddy has now won five in a row and is 7-1 first place. Candle Still Lit has just lost his first game in a row. He's dropped to the five seed. If we look at Candlestillit's roster, he had nine from his QB1, Daniel Jones. I love that he named him QB1, and then instantly both of his other QBs outscored him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 11.9 from King Rollin, 33.7 from Barfalomiel, 20.1 from Doghouse, 12.8 from Spaceball Trooper, 12.9 from Yogurt, uh, 1.2 from Mark Ingram, who's going to miss the next three to four weeks. Uh, and then IDPs were all mid. Stirk side, he had 21.6 from Josh Allen. An unbelievable 42.6 from Christian McCaffrey, who Sleeper had to create three different stat lines for because he passed, rushed, and received. 12.9 from Joe Mixon. 11.3 from Brandon Cooks. 31.5 from Tyreek Hill. 12.4 Dallas Goddard. 31.8 from Deontay Foreman, beast performance. 
16 from uh, Tremaine Edmonds. TJ Edwards. TJ Edwards. <laughs> uh, and 14 from Miles Garrett. After this matchup again, Stirk Daddy is now 7-1 in first place. And Cadno Stolit is 4-4 four four in fifth place. And that's it for our standings. So, Justin, what do you got for trades? We have trades! So, last week we had the uh, PJ Walker for Andy Dalton um, as we were taping. We'll see if that happens again this week, folks. But there is a big one that did happen yesterday when Will texted us a, like a Woj bomb emoji. Uh, and I was ready to go play the game. And I was like, what, what the hell just happened? And I looked and I'm like, oh, that's an interesting one. So uh, Little Slads is going to receive Justin Fields, Elijah Moore, James Cook, who was a first-round pick in this past Dynasty draft, and Will's 2023 third. So he's getting all of the young guys for his squad when he is two and six, like we said. And Will is taking a little bit older guys that have a lot more pedigree and experience um, with Cortland Sutton, wide receiver, uh, Aiden Hurst at tight end, and Devin Singletary for the Bills. Devin, that Devin Singletary pickup was looked a lot better, but then the Naheem Hines trade happened, and we'll see if he continues to um, have the running back one spot for uh, the Bills going forward. Will Will for sure got the all three of these guys are better players than the guys that he gave up right now, and Little Slides is betting on the future. Um, Elijah Moore had a phenomenal rookie year and has done nothing this year and asked to be traded and is not even on the same page as Zach Wilson. Justin Fields finally got a wide receiver one day to be able to throw to. I think he could be good, but the Bears are so ass right now in the middle of their rebuild. I don't know what to think about James Cook. Um, I just I, He's not been on the field at all. I, don't, I can't say anything about that. Um, so I think in the long run, Little Slats probably wins this. But Will is going for it. That's what it looks like right now because he gave up two, three really young players that he's gotten over the last two, three drafts that could be good in the future, but right now they're not where they need to be. I don't know. What were your thoughts on this one? I really like Justin Fields. I was interested in getting him. I didn't really make a legitimate – oh, my God. Go away. Happy is being a clown. Um, okay. So – I like Justin Fields. I didn't make an official offer to him. I know that I told him I was interested, so that that's all on me, obviously. I didn't, I didn't fully pursue. So he's like my favorite player from that deal overall from Dynasty. I think, I mean, you got to get Russell Wilson to get back on track because Cortland Sutton should be the number one target. I mean, he's been, had his great years. Um, I don't know how I feel about Devin Singletary at all. I don't like him just because of the fact that they brought in Hines. But he hasn't scored any touchdowns yet this year, Devin Singletary. Uh, Hurst gives some more tight end depth. I don't like Dynasty outlook for Elijah Moore right now because of what you said, the unknown. And, I mean, do you think he's going to get traded this offseason? I mean, he wanted to get traded now. I guess it depends on his usage. 
Yeah, I guess it depends on his usage, depends on how if he starts vibing with the rest of the coaches and actually like produces like he did last year. But to be able to do that, he has to get the ball. And I'm assuming there's a reason he's not getting the ball. I just don't, I don't know. Maybe there's something going on with their offense. Maybe he's not getting along with the offense quarter. I, I don't know what to think because he had a great rookie year and he's had a horrific second year. And then the thing about James Cook is I think he's basically buried now with them going and trading for Naheem Hines because James Cook's specialty was catching the ball. Well, if you're trading for Naheem Hines and giving up Zach Moss, it's clear that you feel like there's a need for catching the ball. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't really like James. I mean, he has had a couple shining points this year, but I don't think the Bills really think overall too highly of him. So I don't really yeah. know. I don't know who you de- determine the way. I mean, do you think Cortland Sutton is an instant starter for Will? I would say he probably is. Uh, I'm sorry, what'd you say? Do you think Cortland Sutton is an instant starter for Will? I think so. Um, with If Russell Wilson would actually give him the ball consistently, like when he's when he's played very well, um, it's because Cortland Sutton's had good games. Like he is a really good receiver. Russell's just got to get him the fucking ball. Um, <laughs> Devin Singletary, like, yeah, he hasn't, if you hadn't scored, I, I actually did not know that. Um, he has been their RB1, and he's gotten all the carries and touches so far this this year, and that's why I wasn't sure with the Naheem Hines trade if that would have diluted some of its impact. And we're not – don't overlook Caden Hurst. He's older, but he's had a pretty solid year as a mid middle middling tight end for the Bengals. Uh, Singletary's got one receiving touchdown in week three, but none rushing. But he's th- I think he's still like the, in the top 25 for running backs, right? Ranks, he's at right outside. He's at 28 right now. Okay. I thought it was a little higher. Maybe not as good of a game this past weekend. Um, but yeah, I Dynasty Impact, Elijah Moore, until we figure out what the hell's going on, I, I it's hard to gauge his Dynasty Impact. Justin Fields, like you said, I think in the long run, he's the best player that's got moved in this deal. Um, but Cortland Sutton is the best player right now. Mm-hmm. And the reason I said Justin Fields also might be the best player is just because of his ceiling, too. Like, mm-hmm. bad team right now. They're starting to slowly figure out. It was funny on on footballers on, on Monday. They were talking about how they think that Justin Fields may very well be the best quarterback from that class at this moment because it's Fields, it's Lawrence, Mac Jones, Trey Lance are the big four. Out of those four right now, he is. Yeah. It's actually funny. We're just talking. Wilson, right? I think so. Yeah. I think yeah. Fields is better than him right now. Oh, for sure. um, it's funny. We're talking about Devin Singletary, and my wife just picked him up in a different league for that we're running together. Nice. Um, but uh, I, I guess I have a question since if we're done talking about this deal. Um, why was Abby trying to publicly execute um, Eddie Pinheiro? <laughs> <laughs> She has an opinion that if a kicker misses a kick of any length, they should be publicly executed. She said they shouldn't be paid millions of dollars to miss field goal kicks. Any kick or just like a kick with a game in the line? Or any kick. <laughs> okay. That makes more sense. I was trying to I was like, well, what about soccer kickers if they don't score every time they kick the ball? 
It's like, but they have more time and opportunities to shoot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I like it. He's been obsessed with Friday Night Lights lately. Sound like season three. Just putting in some work. That's a good show, though. I haven't seen that in a long time. That was all we had for trades, correct? Yep. All right, so let's get into our waivers right now. Starting first at the top, we have Little Slads picking up Deion Jackson, who actually might be a decent pickup if Jonathan Taylor does miss. He was a clear running back one when Jonathan Taylor was out, and now Naheem Hines is gone. So Little Slides picks him up for $57. There's four bids, uh, and he drops Brandon McManus. Next, we had D. Slackey picking up Demarcus Robinson for $36, wide receiver for the Ravens, and he dropped Sammy Watkins, the Lizard King. Third, we had Sturk Daddy picking up Brock Wright, who's the assumed starting tight end for the Lions, and he dropped uh, Malcolm Brown, but he bid $23 on Brock Wright. Uh, Cascade Bear drops $13 on C.D. Deuce, a.k.a. Uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, uh, and drops Ryan Neal, who was the autograph number 2.0 or whatever. Holy shit, C.J. Gardner-Johnson. In the last three games he's played, he's gotten at least 19.5 points or more. Yeesh, beast. You know that that's just set to... to um, to go down at some point. Yeah, but still, that's some, that's not impressive. Not sustainable for corners, but yeah, that's insane. Uh, and then Candle Still Lit, who, if you guys didn't know, currently his running back one was DJ Dallas uh, before waivers. He picked up Travis Homer, another Seahawks running back, for ten bucks. Uh, then Sturk Daddy picked up Demir Bird for ten dollars and dropped Mike Thomas from the Bengals. Will picked up Uchenna Nuosu for eight bucks from the Seahawks, and Kenneth Stolit picked up Craig Reynolds for five dollars. I can't wait for you to preview that matchup to talk about Kenneth Stolit's lineup. He got hit with the bye week hard this week. I did. I saw the messages about that, and I had to look into it. And I'm like, holy shit! Yeah. yeah. Uh, Will nicknamed. Deion Jackson, Deion Mustard Jackson. Then he renamed himself the epitome of brutality. Uh, Lefty picked up Javon Hargrave from the Eagles and dropped Justin Houston in honor of his weekly IDP pickup. Yep, I was going to say, it's Thursday Night Delight. (laughs) He nicknamed him Screaming Eagles. Uh, Will says Philly owns Houston in all sports. I forgot that we're going to have football and baseball. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Lefty picked up Von Bell and dropped Tariq Woolen, nicknamed Von Bell. Picky Kitty Goes Meow. Uh, Cascade Bear picked up James Mitchell and hoped that he is the starting tight end for the Lions and dropped Marquise Goodwin after just drop after just dropping thirty two dollars on him last week. That one's an interesting one for sure. I, I didn't get why he dropped $32 and just like instantly lit it on fire. He did drop snap percent by 15%. But yeah, that didn't really make sense to drop that much money and then give up. Uh, and then you dropped Juwan Jennings, who it says is out. Yeah, um, I have 
KJ Hill coming back off the pup list from last year's taxi squad. He's most likely not going to last on my team very long. He's the Packers third running back, but I figured I'd give him a shot, a game or two because I have zero depth in my running back spot and see if something happens. So that is it for our transactions of note since waivers ran. So how about you take us through the week nine preview? All right. So when we get to week nine, I think we'll see the say the best for last with uh, the candle still lit matchup. Um, so we'll start right off the bat with uh, my squad Peacock Power versus Time to Play the Game. We are the seven and eight seeds, and right now Lefty is predicted to win by seven points. So I'd be starting Call of Duty cheat code at, against the Seahawks, Jonathan Taylor against the Patriots, Darnell Anderson against the Buccaneers. Young Buck versus the Ravens, Speed Demon against the Titans, Goose Egg Gesick versus the Bears, Captain Kirk versus the Raiders, Josh Reynolds, who's questionable against the Packers, Jason Sanders, um, and then I have two IDPs around 10 and Monster and Pete Werner. Um, for our lefty, he's got Jin Rummy against the Cardinals, Snakes and Ladders versus the Eagles tomorrow night, uh, Yahtzee versus the Cardinals, Payday versus the um Raiders, Outburst versus the Bears, Zertz versus the Seahawks, Risk versus the Eagles tomorrow, Risk for the Eagles versus the Texans tomorrow night, uh, Marvin Jones, Mem- Memory, sorry, versus the Raiders. Uh, his IDPs are not looking great, uh, although he does have go to the head of the pack, uh, projected to be around 10. If that held, he'd move to 5-4, and four and I'd be 4-5. and five. We get to your matchup next, where we have Team D Sladke versus yourself. Uh, D Sladke is currently projected to win 168.4 to 147.4, so about a 21-point matchup. For you, you'd be starting Burnt Fiend against the Bears, uh, Eater of Worlds versus the Titans, Live versus Buffalo, Swamp Rat versus the Rams, Come With Me versus the Dolphins, Husky Harris versus the Falcons, Firefly Funhouse against the Texans tomorrow, and Huskus versus the Vikings. You have two IDPs around 10 or above projections with Foul the Buzzards and Uncle Howdy. For Danny, he's going to have Patrick Mahomes versus the Titans. Uh, James Conner is questionable against the Seahawks. Uh, Damian Harris is questionable against the Colts. Stephon Diggs for the Jets. Devonta Adams, who's questionable against the Jaguars. Travis Kelsey against the Titans. Matt Collins, who's questionable against the Jaguars. I'm hearing a lot of questionables in this lineup. Uh, Tyler Higby against the Buccaneers. He's got a cookie winner, Nick Folk. Um, and then he's got all of his three of his four IDPs are projected to be around 10 with Max Crosby, Bell Dangers Man, and Jermaine Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> I had to double check that I got the name right because I had no idea who the fuck that was. Um, all right, so if that held, these like you'd be six and three, and you'd be two and seven. Okay, we move to the next matchup. Uh, four and four outdoor furnishings, who is currently projected to have eighty-eight points um, against Prince Palmer's, the Pints, who is Pitts, who is currently projected to have one fifteen point five. Folks, these guys have not checked their lineups. Um, so for Cascade, he's got Bird Feeder against the, Tex- the Texans, uh, Wicker Furnishings against the Jaguars, Ladder Game Golf Set versus the Dolphins. He's got an empty wide receiver spot, an empty tight end spot, both flex spots empty, and three of his four defenders empty. 
um, Horseshoe Pit at wide receiver. Welcome back, buddy, at kicker and Gas Grill against the Raiders on defense. He's got guys to put in the lineup. They might not be the best guys, but I'm a little shocked at that, but whatever. Um, so for the Prince who was Pitts, who um, is currently projected to start, Miss Jackson's is for real. Thunder thighs um, against the Lions. Uh, Eno Pino versus the Seahawks. Give me more against the Bengals. Fist versus the Chargers. Barbecue Pitts against the Chargers. Uh, Campbell Soup against the Patriots. He's starting um, Let's Ride, Thunder Highs, and Julian Love, who are all on buys right now. Um, best kicker in the league at kicker. And then Hickey is predicted to be over 10. I'm not even going to give a matchup uh, record preview after this. Moving on to the next one. Uh, get Burrowed Bitches versus the Epitome of Brutality. Uh, is Get Burrowed Bitches are projected to win by 32 points, 183.7 to 151.5. For Get Burrowed Bitches, she's got Daddy against the Panthers, Leonard Fournette versus the Rams, Derrick Henry versus the Chiefs, DeAndre Hopkins versus the Seahawks, Roy versus the uh, football team. Nope. Redskins. Nope. Commanders. Actually, yes. Evan Ingram against the Raiders. Uh, DeAndre Swift, who's questionable against the Packers. Two Girls, One Cup, who's questionable against the Buccaneers. Uh, she's got two IDPs around 10 or above in Ed Oliver and Tremaine Edmonds, both for Buffalo against the Jets. For Will, he's got, got that dog in him against the Falcons. Devin Singletary, who we spent a little bit of time talking about, against the Jets. Shake, 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 shake your booty, I think, uh, against the Chargers. Catches anything except for the ones that he drops uh, against the Patriots. Pride of Detroit Lakes against the um, Commanders. Uh, Hurts so good. John something. Uh, we just picked up against the Panthers. King shit against the Lions. And Bourbon Myers versus the Colts. He's got one IDP projected around 10 in Rashawn Evans who got torched. Um, for that matchup, if that held... Get Burrow Bitches would be six and three, and Will would move to four and six. We'll move on to the next matchup. Technical tanking allowed versus Iced McCaffrey. Uh, this is a good playoff matchup. This uh, well, there's there's bye weeks. I was gonna say this is one versus six right now. Um, Iced McCaffrey is currently projected to win 174.9 to 145.3. So if we go back to before, my math sucks, but I believe that's a 20-ish point win for tactical tanking allowed. He's going to be starting Kirk. I shop at Cole's cousins against the commanders. Um, Alexander Madison against the commanders, Dalvin cook against the commanders. Uh, I think he's a little obsessed with his Vikings. Uh, AJ Brown versus the Texans tomorrow night. Mike Evans questionable against the Rams. Brevin Jordan versus the Eagles. Julio Jones, questionable against the Rams. Hunter Renfro versus the Jaguars. He's got two IDPs projected around or above 10 in Shaquille, formerly known as Darius Leonard, and Richie Grant. Oh, wow. Um, and then for Sterk, he's going to be starting Josh Allen against the Jets. Raheem Mostert against the Bears. John, Joe Mixon versus the Panthers. Brandon, I wish I was traded Cooks against the Eagles tomorrow night. That was sad. 
I don't know if you saw that story, but he was he was liking a bunch of tweets talking about how he should be traded. He's willing to do a bunch of stuff. Said he should go to the Cowboys and then never was traded. Um, and he's also questionable. Uh, Tyreek Hill versus the Bears. Dallas Goddard versus the Texans tomorrow. Deonta Foreman against the Bengals. He doesn't have a kicker right now. Um, Brian Burns, TJ Edwards, and Eddie Jackson are all around or above 10 points. If that held, Randy would be 4-5, and five, and Stirk would be 8-1. and one. And Now we get to the matchup we've all been waiting for. The 2-6 and six Little Slads versus the 4-4 four and four Candles to Litz. Um, Little Slads is currently projected to win 167.3 to 129.5. So if I math correctly... That's about a 38-point victory. Uh, for Little Slads, he'll be starting the aforementioned Justin Fields against the Dolphins, Ramondre Stevenson against the Colts, Travis Etienne against the um, Raiders, T. Higgins versus the Panthers, Amon Ross St. Brown against the Packers, uh, Taysom against Baltimore, Keenan Allen is questionable against the Falcons, and Alvin Kamara who's questionable against the Ravens. No, he's not. I don't know why I said that. Um None of his IDPs are around 10. We'll start with the bottom of King, Team Candle Stillitz roster. He has got three of his four IDPs uh, around 10 with uh, first team all pro who left with an ice around his knee. I'm not sure if he's playing this, what his status is. He's not practicing today. We'll see how he's going forward. Dr. Schlotkin at what linebacker and Rashawn Gary against the Lions. Then his uh, flex spots, he's got Valdez, Marquez Valdez-Scantling against the Titans or Lightning Bolt emoji, Spaceball Trooper against the Panthers. Uh, at tight end, he's got Prince Valium versus the Colts, Dark Helmet versus the Rams, uh, the Lizard emoji versus Detroit if he plays. At QB, he's got the Goat emoji uh, against Detroit. And then... RB1 and RB2, what we've all been waiting for. He has the Lions' third-string running back, Craig Reynolds, against the Packers. And the Seahawks' second, third, fourth? I have no idea what, what string running back. And Travis Homer against the Cardinals. That is a winning recipe right there, folks. And it sucks, because he does have some really good running backs that are all on by or hurt. Um, so, yeah, eh, tough, tough matchup this week for... Candle, if this held, uh, little slads, don't look now, don't call it a comeback, but he could win two in a row and be three and six as Candle still lit would move to four and five. That's it. That's all we got.